The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years out. Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk SEO with a liaison from one of the biggest publishing platforms in the world. Joining us is Morty Oberstein, who is the SEO liaison at Wix, which is a comprehensive platform that gives you total creative freedom online. With powerful technology and unparalleled design capabilities, Wix helps you create beautiful, professional, functional web presences to manage and grow your business. And today, Morty and I are going to talk about website builder SEO development. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Morty Oberstein, SEO liaison at Wix. Morty, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Excited to have you as our guest. Excited to learn a little bit about doing SEO for websites that you're not actually creating. That's kind of the gig, right? Right. Well, I'm ironically, I'm excited to talk about that. So this is a perfect match. I knew this was going to work out. So first off, you're in a competitive space. There's Wix. There's Squarespace. There's WordPress, which is a little less do-it-yourself, but also a platform to create websites. I know I'm forgetting another one. There was another Shopify. Shopify. God, I didn't even think of them. That's an e-commerce platform. If you're going to go there, there's like there's also, God, there was one that was just gobbled up, another company that was San Francisco. Weebly. Weebly, thank you. There's a bunch of these big platforms that helps people use the WYSIWYG editor to create their content. Yep. Now, I've used them. The Voices of Search podcast right now. Don't tell anybody, but it's on Squarespace. I'm sorry. I don't know you. I, I know. It's, <laughs> look, hey, look, when we needed to launch a website quickly, I was familiar with the Squarespace platform. I'd used it for my personal website, for my consulting website. 
it was before I knew Wix existed. Nothing personal. Okay, fine. I accept. Different strokes for different folks. It, well, first off, tell me the difference between the platforms. So there's a lot of differences between the platforms. You know, like Wix is very design oriented, which is great. There's in terms of the SEO capabilities. Let's I mean, since we're talking about that. And it's not just Wix. If you go through run the spectrum, let's say from Shopify to Weebly to Squarespace to Wix, there's all sorts of different peculiarities with them in terms of the customization that they offer and also in terms of the defaults that they provide. And that's where I think people don't realize what's actually there. I know people talk about, well, on, on Wix, you can edit your robot.docs.txt. You can't do that on Shopify, but on Shopify, you can do this. And on Wix, you can't do that. But there's a whole world of defaults that automatically gets set up for you that you don't even realize exists. Like for example, I didn't even know this. I was talking to one of our developers just the other day about page caching. And in the Wix editor, there's a place where you can cache your static pages and you can tell us, hey, I want them cached every hour, every 24 hours. And I was talking about this and this developer overheard me. He's like, no, 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 that's totally wrong. Like, what do you mean? So we automatically cache every single page and we update the cache as soon as you make an update to it. So I'm like, so why is an option to cache your pages in the editor, because that's there in case there's custom code on the page, like use the development tool to create code. And we're not sure of the logic on the page. So theoretically, you might have like a, a weather widget and you don't want us to mess around with the caching of that page. If people are searching for the weather right now, literally like, like this second, you don't want to use caching for that page theoretically. So if we see there's code on there that we don't really understand the logic of, we don't cache the page. But you could tell us if it's a static page to cache it manually. So that's why that's there. So there's all these defaults that exist inside of these platforms that I don't think people are aware of. And that's nothing to do with the customization side of it. It's funny from the end consumer perspective, somebody who's made commercial websites using a website builder, it's really hard to figure out what the difference is because the marketing is generally relatively the same. It's like beautiful design, create a website relatively quickly. And in your TV ads, you're not going to say we're better at SEO. So well, we did that. We got into trouble. So let's not let's not go there. Well, now you got to tell that story. Oh, the infamous Super Bowl story. Go on. That was the 2018, 2019 Super Bowl story. They had some model. I can't remember who it was. I'm not good at models. Katie Kloss, Heidi Kloss. I don't know who it was. And this is before my time. I was on the planet. An attractive woman. Go on. Yeah. And they did an ad, a 30-second spot, paid millions of dollars for it. And they threw a line in there about you can use our Wix Wiz, which is like a tool that's meant to get you started and thinking about SEO. And you'll grab those top keywords on Google, which made it sound like SEO is a piece of cake. It is, isn't it? Which didn't sit well with SEOs. Imagine <laughs> that. Oh, so the SEO community got upset. Oh, yeah. I assumed it was going to be like we ran an ad and Squarespace got pissed off and something like that. <laughs> they might have gotten pissed off that we had the model and they didn't. But also possible. No, it was the SEO community. So the SEO community got a little upset saying, hey, search engine optimization isn't that easy. It's one of the big problems that I have, not specifically speaking of Wix, but from my own experiences, whenever I create a do it for you website using a platform, you know, the SEO results just don't end up being very good. You need all the widgets and customization and all this. Maybe I'm using the wrong platform here. But, you know, when I was running a WordPress site, it gets incredibly complicated. You have all the plugins and widgets that you need, but it's hard to use. And then, you know, the trade off is when you're using a platform that's a do it for you type service. You just don't get the customization, so the SEO results don't end up being the same. Talk to me about how you're solving that problem for Wix. 
So that's multifaceted. So that's a really good point, by the way. And that's, I think I call it like a comedy of errors because you have the platforms. And I don't think it's just Wix, but Wix is really in particular because they really went after that do-it-yourself audience when they first came out on the scene up until recently, maybe. And you're speaking to an audience that doesn't understand. They don't even know what SEO really is. They understand there's a connection. There's an intrinsic connection between your website and Google. But that doesn't really, they don't really understand SEO as a science or an art, however you want to understand SEO. And you're trying to speak to them at the same time, you're trying not to take off the SEO community, let's say, or you're trying to speak to the SEO community at the same time. And that can get really tricky. How do you do that? And I think Wix realized, like, this is, again, like it's sort of like comedy of errors. Like, we'll speak to our do it yourself audience, we'll tell them about SEO, we'll even think about the SEO community. Like, what's the SEO community? It's like a blip on the radar kind of thing. Until they realize, like, wait a second, like the way you have to speak about SEO is a little bit different than the other verticals or the other niches or the other audiences that we're speaking to. It's a very, very, very unique audience. And I, once Wix realized that, there was a total paradigm shift. Like, okay, there is this thing called the SEO community. They are really, really important. And we have to speak to our do-it-yourself users in a way that's professional, clear, crisp, but also caters to making sure the SEO community understands that we're not trying to oversell SEO at the same time. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So there's a, I don't know if it's a branding or a positioning conflict here where some of your customers need the WYSIWYG, do it yourself, like out of the box, just take the settings. I just want a pretty website because I'm running my local nail salon. Right. And SEO is not necessarily going to be a big impact to their business. They just need the online storefront. Right. And then there's the flip side where you want more advanced users like people in the SEO community to be able to use your platform to quickly spin out websites. But they also need the ability to optimize them. Walk me through some of the challenges of dancing that dance. So it's interesting. I'll tell you, like, there is a common ground that is education. Like, in the SEO community, the SEOs respect the fact that if you're a website and you're talking about SEO and you're targeting beginners, if your beginner content is really substantial, I think SEOs respect that. Like, oh, you're trying to take care of the industry. 
And that works for both. I think we realize that if we talk about SEO from a really long-term perspective, like we really try to educate our users about what it means to do SEO at a very basic level, very methodic and substantial way, that that speaks to the beginner audience. It's also respected by the SEOs. And then that allows us to speak when we target SEOs, it allows us to speak to them as we want to speak to them in an advanced way. So they're happy with how we're talking to our beginner users because from a very educational-based way, and then it gives us the flexibility to talk to SEOs the way that they need to speak, that they need to be spoken to also. And that plays itself out in the product itself. Like you have defaults or out-of-the-box things that we provide for our users who are not technically savvy. And by the way, like that could be anyone from you know, a, a small blogger to an SMB to a rather big company who are just trying to do it on their own. But then we try to offer customization around that out-of-the-box option or around that default to give the SEO that sort of freedom to do what they want to do to optimize the site. So there's always going to be a dance with a platform that is sort of building the infrastructure and allowing you to color within the lines. When you get to things like, obviously, Google is changing their algorithm regularly. They're launching new KPIs. We have our core web vitals coming out in May. You know, SEOs, generally, if they own the website, they want to be able to, to manipulate how it loads, what order things load in, things like your cumulative layout shift issues. And that's not necessarily something that they can always control on a platform. So what is Wix doing, not necessarily to allow people to customize each individual setting, but what some of the work that Wix does behind the scene to make sure that it is competitive in terms of the platform, you know, the load speed and page load speed and all the other you know metrics that we're looking at these days. Yeah, so you're totally right. Like you're going to hit a wall with Wix. I mean, we have a full stack dev tools, a lot you can do with the JavaScript and all sorts of functionality, but you're not going to have full access to the HTML. That's why Wix doesn't break like WordPress breaks. So like, there is that trade-off, right? So yeah, you won't install a plugin and break the site but you also don't have full access. So what we try to do is it's a nickname. I think Coral is a great case because I think a lot of SEOs don't know what to do with it either because it's really, fundam I think it's fundamentally a developer's issue. Because when I talk to SEOs about it, or when I talk to development people about it, I get very different sort of answers about what's going on and what it means and how they understand the, the metrics. The idea for us is, and I think this speaks to a lot of SEOs, is that we're trying to handle Core Web Vitals or PageSpeed in general because all the closed CMSs have a PageSpeed problem particularly on mobile, so that you don't have to do it. Like the, for the same reason that a site owner doesn't want to have to worry about it. There's an economy of scale. Wix has developers. I don't need to worry about this, or I shouldn't have to worry about this. An SEO who's not a you know hyper-technical SEO, who's like almost borderline dev, who can't really handle fixing LCP, can rely on Wix to, hey, for the most part, they'll take care of it for me. Obviously, there are things that you're going to do that can or cannot kill the the performance of your website. That's, I mean, look, for in particular, so over the past year, we've reduced... We call it time to page interactivity, which is basically TTI, by 41% on desktop and mobile. Pretty impressive. The desktop scores are like through the roof. It's amazing. Year over year, it's amazing. Didn't bump up mobile to where we wanted to be. We knew that was going to happen. It's just like worst case scenario, you were page speed score five. So now you're at a 40. Okay, but you're still in the red. So we know there's still a lot of work to do about it. But we almost, I mean, I personally and a lot of people feel really excited about it because when you have something like Core Web Vitals and it's so hard to deal with for the SEOs, that puts us in an opportunity like we can totally capitalize on this. If we handle this the right way, which we're going to, I'm not saying we're going to be there by May, but that it's a tremendous, unique selling point to SEO. Like, look, you can trust the platform for Core Web Vitals. You're going to be okay for the most part. 
Obviously, it depends on what you're going to do with the site. Try out Wix. Yeah, I think that's always the trade-off. And, you know, I think that there's a, a life cycle of a business consideration here. It's going to be different for every business when you're just starting out. Right. When I was just starting out launching the Voices of Search podcast or the MarTech podcast or my consulting business, I just needed a website up quickly. I wasn't producing a lot of content. I wasn't thinking about running the assets as a digital content business. They were mostly audio content for the podcasts. Great. Uh, you know, a WYSIWYG editor, a platform is, is just fine. Then you get to a point of scale and you start looking at the difference in terms of customization for the platforms. And eventually you get so large that you want to own things yourselves. And look, that every customer has a life cycle. How do you think about who is the customer and who is a good fit for a platform like Wix? And then when is it time to actually start investing and in hiring your own developers and managing your own website and, and, and SEO? So I don't view it as there's a site that's too big for Wix. I mean, look, Wix is on Wix. And Wix has thousands upon thousands of pages. But Wix's developers can also adjust the, the HTML of the site. That's true. No, no, fair point. That's true. But there are plenty of sites with thousands and thousands of pages on Wix. And look, we have a full stack dev tool because not because we wanted to create one, you know, pour a ton of money into it for no reason, because there was a need for it. People wanted it. And there's a marketplace where you can hire a dev to work on your Wix site. I think where it, it comes in is like, if you really want to have, for whatever reason, it's really important for you to have control over your server. So you're not going to have that with Wix. And if that's something that's really important to you, or if you're someone who like, you want full control of the HTML and you'll handle that well and you'll do great things with that, then you shouldn't be using Wix. Like we're just not for you. So I don't think it's a question of like, there's a site that can't function on Wix. More as like, what's important to you? How do you function? And what is what are you trying to do with the site? Yeah, I think that that's, first off, I appreciate your honesty. And I think that you're right. It is not a business size, a website size issue. It's really a question of needs and control. And, you know, to me, I think that that's really the decision here. And, you know, it makes, like I said, I've been using editors and platforms to produce and publish my content for better or for worse. You know, we're on one of my sites on the MarTech podcast. We got to the point where we're, you know, moving more towards being a multi-channel media business as opposed to just a podcast with a supplemental website. We're, we're moving to WordPress because we needed that control. Right. And, you know, had I known and, and maybe that Wix was as flexible, maybe we would have made different decisions. Truth is, I hired an agency who said, you're going to build courses and all these other sort of widgets. We already have them built there on WordPress. We'll just, you know, copy somebody else's WordPress install and give it to you. Right. And that's a lot of times how that happens, too. It's not the end content producer that's building the websites. That said. All right. Well, Morty, I appreciate your honesty. And, and we're going to bring you back again tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about how Wix is using SEO to create brand perception. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Morty Oberstein, SEO liaison at Wix. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Morty and I are going to talk about how Wix uses SEO to build brand perception. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Morty, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Morty Oberstein. That's M-O-R-D-Y-O-B-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is Wix.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 